This is Mayday. Stories on culture, society, technology, and unpredictable realities. You're listening to an original short from the Mayday series, Fiction for the Future. Welcome. Welcome. We are out gathering Rowan right after the first frost. The frost has made the berries less poisonous. We grab the bunches, the dark orange, slightly wrinkled fruits. Like taking someone in the hand. Stalks, branches, a small niece, the sandy soil, the abandoned small holdings. It's all one big bankrupt. If you have been disconnected, you may have seen the happy smileys in your personal profile turn into worried invitations. We haven't seen you in a long time. Or, oops, you seem to have forgotten to pay for the heating, followed by a happy snowman emoji. Then they begin to loop and repeat their demand to sort out the situation immediately. It becomes unbearable. There is no off button. As long as everything runs smoothly, you are almost unaware of it. But if for some reason you get disconnected, it's easier to make it out here. The old farming landscape is breaking out of its mould. What used to be fields are now plains, marshlands, thickets and desert. Near the sea, the lowlands are flooded. It is only the transition that is still violet, the salt water pouring in over the roots of the thorn bushes. The windbreaks are growing out of their lines. They are placed at various intervals and give shade to one another, forming a cool depth. Right above them, the sky rises vast and free with its clouds and moods. The sun, the stars and the moon determine the varying colours in the landscape. Warm orange evening glow, the white-lit steam of a morning, the dull grey stagnation of an afternoon the all-enclosing darkness of an overcast night. We take over one of the old houses, brush some infected ants away from the doorstep. Hopefully they have not been grafted. We need some time. They do not seem to register us, but the house is cursed. No matter how much we wash and scrub, it stays filthy. Dirt in a drawer. A smell of wet dog coming from behind the radiator. A spiderweb hangs from the ceiling again where we just cleaned it off. The house is constantly on the verge of going to ruin. Repellers or consumers. At dusk, a frenzy floats silently along the panels. At dawn, it sounds like the birds are chirping inside the house. 
We place fossilized sea urchins and belemnites on the doorstep. We speak freely again, I think because of the lack of connection and the animal tracks in the wet soil. Evil is not spectacular. It does not belong to some creepy fanatics. It is so very usual. Far too ordinary. The desire to obey and fit in. Not really think about it. In the centre, the ordinary grew thicker and thicker until it turned over and became mean. Your face must always be uncovered. It actually takes very little to fall through. A minor deviation. A misstep. A bit of overconfidence. The fear is yours alone. We knew that something was weird. The way people disappeared now and then. But it was never something we actually talked about. Out here, people are loosely combined. Some keep up a life like that of farmers, although this way of living ended long ago. Others drift about, keep moving. It's a way of avoiding being found, although you can never really know if they are even trying to find you. Until now, the swamps have been completely impassable, thick with insects and greenish sludge. Tiny blood-sucking creatures attacked from all sides found their ways inside the tunic and through the fabric, the thin, light linen. Our feet only sank deeper into the soggy ground, or the ground would come loose and the deep holes would be blown through. Nothing lays still anymore. Nothing is fixed. Everything is moving eastwards, twisting out of its grid. Small ridges and cavities, tussocks and lakes are emerging. Our steps are light and quick. The distances are crushing, but only on foot can we reach everything off the roads. It is a windless day. Simon's body is lanky, strong. His hair has grown long and curls up, falling in front of his face when he bends down to pick something up. A severed fir tree is suddenly teeming with oyster mushrooms. It is always like that with mushrooms. They are not there. Suddenly they are all over. It is our sight that has changed. We carefully peel the large, soft and whitish mushrooms off the bark, warm in the neck. They might be good in a soup. Perhaps someone else planted them. We lay them in a piece of cloth and wrap the cloth around them. Then a rattle comes from the thicket. We stop, and a seeker rolls out, scanning the ground for metals with hard and limber tentacles. It plows up a trail. Across its back, there is a stripe of bronze. On the sides, it is padded like a nylon blanket. It does not notice us. It collects. It analyzes the samples and sends the results to some place where they are added to a body of data, which there is no longer anyone to receive to do something with. Some flashes show that they have been received, and a hum resounds lowly in the hall, located somewhere else on this mutating globe. Day and night, darkness and light, different weather set upon the receiver, and no one knows how long it can continue. Only that it will be a long time.
You just listened to an original short from the Mayday series Fiction for the Future. Find more in Mayday Magazine or on Mayday.co.